Hello and welcome back to Fanfic Fanfics. Today's fic will feature themes of suicide, depression, and dark humor. Please keep that in mind as we're going through this fic. It also deals with parental death, heart attacks, things like that. So if you are sensitive to these issues, please take caution as you listen to this episode and go read this fic. If you cannot handle these subjects, please, please feel free to skip this episode and find something else to read. You shouldn't put yourself through that if you cannot handle these types of topics. I understand completely that mentality. I need to do it some days myself. Well, with that little warning out of the way, welcome back to Fanpicked Fanfics! Today we will be reading Desperately Departing, a My Hero Academia fanfiction by Savage on Archive of Our Own. Savage is spelled with multiple A's, S-A-A-V-A-A-G-E. The link will, as always, be in the description of this podcast. It was last updated on the 11th of 20, the 11th of December, 2021, yesterday, as of recording this episode. It was initially published on the 22nd of July, 2021. It is at 41 chapters now, and... 114,418 words. That's double the length of the novel, by the way. It's at 872 comments, but it really should be at more. Holy crap, this fic is incredible. It does deal with um, middle school Katsuki's actions because it has the events that happen take place directly during and after middle school for Izuku, but it feels like they're heading towards a Bakugo redemption arc, and I really, really am enjoying seeing his perspective on it. One of the tags is, Bakukatsuki is learning to be a decent human being, which, funny, um, Has Dad Sawa, has Orphan Midori Izuku, Hitoshi and Izuku friendship, Vigilante Izuku, and Izuku having the quirk of not being able to die, which is always a fun time. I bet y'all can guess how that happens, but let's get into it. Now, I just want to repeat again that this story deals with a lot of depression, suicidal thoughts, anxiety, anxiety attacks, suicide attempts, death, bullying, and just basic pain. That comes straight from the author's notes, that little list there. Please, please take that into account as you listen to this episode. And if you at any point can't handle it, please take care of yourself and... I know the hotline numbers don't always work, but if you need to, please try one, okay? Okay, let's get into the summary. Izuka Midoriya has been told his entire life that he was useless and that the world would be a better place without him. When you hear something 
for so long, you begin to believe it. After Izuku hits his breaking point, he finally decides to go through with it. Or at least, he tries. Chapter 1. Loss. Hello all, I thank and welcome you as we honor and mourn the life of one who was taken from us far too soon. Inko Midoriya was a good and generous woman. The words that the pastor spoke swam and faded as Izuku's ears began to ring. This was really happening. He was really here, sitting amongst people he hadn't seen since he was a child, and listening to the pastor of the church that they used to attend speak kind and encouraged words about his mother. His mother. Flashes started filling his mind of the accident blood, sirens, red and blue lights. Looking back now, it all seemed like one big blur, but at the time it felt like an eternity. Izuku could have spent hours or mere minutes staring at unmoving form of his mother until he was forced away by some paramedics who insisted on checking on him, even though he was fine, physically at least. It had been a week, and the images stayed painted in the back of Izuku's eyelids. Any time he tried to sleep at all, all he got were nightmares. Any downtime he took was filled with unwanted memories and guilt, and heaven forbid he try to look in a mirror, Izuku doubted that he would be able to see himself and not break down at how much he looked like his mother any time soon. Such was a short amount of time, yet it felt like centuries of agony. Muffled voices surrounded Izuku, and he could vaguely see people standing up around him, but he wasn't paying attention enough to realize why. Dazed, he slowly let himself drift, the pain, the voices, the memories, all of it fading away until a heavy hand landed on his back and jolted him back to reality. Your mother was a good woman. I am truly sorry, Midoriya. Please don't touch me. The only response he could manage was a slight nod. He knew that if he tried to talk, his voice would crack, and if he looked at the pan beside him, then the tears that were pooling in his eyes would fall. Weak, useless crybaby coward. Izuku refused to cry in front of all these people that he barely knew. Most of his life, it was just him and his mom. Not much of anyone around. No friends, no family, no dad. But now that she's dead, apparently all of these people care. Not when his father left her and she was on the brink. Not when she was struggling with working two to three jobs at a time to try to support herself near Izuku. Not when Izuku was diagnosed corkless and both of their lives shifted drastically. Not when the kids at school tormented and tortured him every day just because he wasn't like them. It's funny how much people care when you're dead. It's like the old saying, you never know what you have until it's gone. Izuku knew. He knew exactly how blessed he was to have a mom that loved and cared for him and did everything in her power to prove that to him every day. He was fully aware of what an amazing person his mother was. He made sure she knew it. Izuku knew. He had lost so much in his life that he knew when to hold on to appreciate what he had. So why was this happening to him? How could life be so cruel as to take away the one good thing he had in this godforsaken world? It wasn't fair. The feeling in his chest was unlike anything he had ever felt before. It was clawing at him, digging under his skin and raking down, destroying everything in its path. It dragged its sharp claws up to Izuku's throat and latched on tight, slowly suffocating as the world closed in around him. No, 
no, please, no. Not here, not now. Midori couldn't breathe, his vision blurred, and he gripped the edge of his chair as he tried desperately to suck in whatever air he could. Pulsing pain erupted in his skull, threatening to break it apart, and he could feel his limbs shaking. This wasn't new to Izuku. He had experienced attacks like this before, but the pain that enveloped him was like crashing waves, dragging him back under every time his head got above the water. Breathe. Just breathe. In and out. Come on, Izuku. It's not that hard. He leaned forward and put his head between his legs to try and control his breathing. He needed an anchor, something to ground him, but his anchor was gone. She was ripped away from him and he would never get her back. How is he supposed to go on like this? The spiraling continued and he tried to hold back his sobs until it was physically painful, until his throat burnt with the strain and his head got dizzy. He couldn't break down like this, not here. Further and further down, he sunk until he was jolted back to the surface by another pat on the back that caused him to flinch. Are you okay, honey? The voice was soft and light like a summer day, but here could others' tones of the storm coming, the symphony and hesitation that came with these kind of things. Once Suzuku felt like he could look around without throwing up or passing out, he met the eyes of whoever decided to give their condolences next. It was Mrs. Chibia, the shopkeeper at Mom's favorite flower store. She would go there at least every other week and bring home different flowers to brighten up the apartment. She always spoke highly of Miss Chibia. She would say that she was a sweet old woman who would give her the best deals. Oh. Hi, Miss Chibia. His voice came out in a whisper as he stood up. He wished that his body wouldn't give away such weakness, but his mother wore her emotions on her sleeve, and the apple doesn't fall fra from the tree. Yeah, I, uh... Before he could even finish what excuse was about to come out of his mouth, the little lady wrapped her arms around him tightly. The action made Izuku freeze. He wasn't comfortable with affection like this, or physical contact in general, but he knew that this would be inevitable, so he tried best to prepare himself. Guess he didn't do as well as he thought he did. Please don't. I don't like being touched. But she's so nice, she won't hurt me. Please let go. Miss Chibia sniffled in his ear and rubbed his back. I know, honey, you don't have to be okay, but it'll get better, I promise. How could she know that? She didn't know what happened or how he was feeling. She didn't know the nightmare he was about to go home to or wherever he was going to end up. Empty promises, Izuku hated them. The old lady was still holding on to him until he managed to wiggle out of her embrace as nicely as possible. He really did not want people to touch him right now. He bade her goodbye and looked for the opportunity to slip out. This whole thing was a wreck and painful, and he really wanted to do was go home. Maybe it was pity or a simple lack of caring, but he managed to leave without interference and made his way back to his apartment. That isn't the entirety of chapter one, but it is a good chunk of it and the beginning of this story. It really showcases the thoughts of these characters and the place the author has them start. This fanfic is fantastic. I highly recommend it. I'm probably going to highly recommend it forever because it's just so good. I personally love this a lot. I love fanfics about 
Inko dying and Izuku finding his path. I love Izuku struggling with things and finding new ways to figure out how to keep going. And I love various quirk Izuku fix. I really like quirkless Izuku, which this fic has elements of because he's essentially quirkless other than the fact he can't die. But there's also the sense of questioning about the quirk and how it operates and how much it can handle, how much it can take, things like that. It's just a really interesting premise and the author does it justice so well. I also adore their characterization of Aizawa and Tuzukauchi. They do a really great job with those two. And those are two that you see interacting in this fic, and I really love seeing their interactions, especially when it comes to discussing Izuku. My Hero Academia is my favorite thing. If you couldn't tell by over half of these episodes of the podcast currently being about My Hero Academia fanfics, but My Hero Academia is just such a good universe to play around with when it comes to fanfiction. And fanfics like this are some of my favorite favorite ways to play around with it because it changes something drastically and because of that the characters and their actions change and that is incredible to see the author play with and I really hope you guys enjoy this fic because I really do and the author deserves all the love for it honestly and with that I hope you all have a fantastic day and enjoy reading.